2011. Not the year, but the time. That's the time, 2011, on the 8th of August, 2022. Good evening, everybody. Here's hoping that wherever you are, you are safe, relaxed, and winding down from what was either a work week or the continuation of what I hope for you has been a great long weekend. Let us know how you are feeling, where you are, and what are you up to this Women's Month, the night before Women's Day, and anything that you want to share with us, it could literally be something as meaningful as I'm in my pajamas listening to you in bed. It's okay. We're going to tone it down a little bit this evening, given the fact that tomorrow is indeed a public holiday. 2012 is the time, and my guest, first guest this evening, we're talking all things community development in the city of Johannesburg, member of Mayoral Committee of Community Development. That's the department stroke portfolio. Mr. Ronald Harris is here in studio. Uncle Ron, good evening. Thank you so much for joining us. Good evening to you, sir. It's so good to be here, and good evening to your listeners. Community development in the city of Johannesburg. That portfolio, what does it entail? I just do want to engage the work of community development. If it is what I think it is, I'm going to certainly blast you with a few questions, but I think just place it for us, the mandate of the department. Okay. Community development is made up of a core department as well as two entities. The two entities, Johannesburg City Parks and Zoo, and then the Johannesburg uh, City Theatres. The core elements are libraries, our arts and culture, our museums, uh, sports and recreation. And um, part of the the JCPZ is our cemeteries, which is... uh, very close to my heart. Um, so it's a very interesting portfolio. I'd like to see it as the uh, repository of the spiritual, mental, and physical health of the city. Um, and really, I think at the end of the day, if you look at our libraries catering to the mental or uh, intellectual health of our uh, people, um, citizens, if you look at our museums and art galleries catering to our creatives, the theaters catering to uh, a broader section of the performing arts, then you will say that our community development is indeed a thriving and active uh, department within the city. Let's talk about some of the things that perhaps, as I, a resident of Johannesburg, in trying to engage my city, and I'm, I know where this is leading to in my head, and I hope it's going to be clear as I ask the questions. For me to be able to enjoy the city in the community development sense, I think I'm entitled or should at least have access to um, steady electricity supply, steady water supply, and the integrity of that water. I know there have been a few challenges in recent times in relation to that. Johannesburg Roads, um, there's something that needs to be said about that in terms of their integrity. And, of course, streetlights. I mean, Johannesburg is a very dark place, unfortunately. That's the reality. And if you were to turn off, for instance, the lights on the N1, it would be a very different account altogether because that's sunrail territory and property. But also just the open spaces, you know, overgrown grass, trees moving into or encroaching into spaces now becomes dangerous. Just the edifice of the city, I don't think, in my view, it is what it should be or what it absolutely must be so that we can then get engaged the issues to which you make reference to. Can you make comment with that? It may or may not be your portfolio granted, 
but it does unfortunately affect the work of your portfolio, doesn't it? Absolutely. Because if you look at the, um, the obvious one is our lights, um, the robots, the roads. All of that is infrastructure, which is it's critical to the running of the city. And unfortunately, it's not part of the community development uh, oh. department, but it is absolutely vital that for the citizens of Johannesburg, they want to see the lights burning. They want to see robots working. They want to see businesses functioning and um, having all the facilities available to make sure that it's, it's working properly. The streets are clean. Uh, the potholes are taken care of. All of that. Um, it's, it's, it makes part of the complexity of the city. Now, we can't work in isolation. Community development cannot work in isolation. And I feel for my fellow MMCs because over time, the spend on infrastructure has become less and less and less. Whilst the demand is moving in the opposite direction. Absolutely, absolutely. And if you look at just keeping the lights on within the city, uh, let's just take a quick digression. Mm. The city of Johannesburg does not generate its own electricity. It gets a portion of it from Calvin Power Station, and then the other is from ESCOM. And then we uh, provide that service to the commu uh, to communities. But if ESCOM says they're cutting uh, power because they have to be load shedding, there's very little that the city can do about it. Our hands are tied in the, in the situation unless we do what our current mayor is, is doing, and that is looking at alternative energy sources, uh, renewable energy. Um, and I think this is the direction that we'd like to be going to. So yes, we are aware of all the challenges, but having said that, we can't just fold our hands and say, well, we, uh, it's not our department, we have nothing to do with it, um, we leave it at that. Because when a, a citizen goes to a recreation center, they want to see the lights working there, they want to see that the toilets are, are, are clean, um, they want to see that the area is safe, that they, if they're going to have, be having children or any activities mm. around there, that everything is working well. That is what the citizen wants to see. They're not concerned about our politics and our Absolutely red tape and not. all of that stuff, you know? Yeah, and, 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 and apart from the fact that Johannesburg is the national terminal, if you like, you know, it's the departures and the arrivals terminal of the country by and large, to a lesser extent, KZN, Durban and Cape Town in the Western Cape. And of course it is the engine room, financially at least, of the country. Johannesburg has to be that city that competes and must be understood in the same light and vein as your major cities around the world. And for instance, the work and development that's taking place in the Middle East, Cairo as well, just sort of in the Africa and Middle Eastern region, one is minded to suggest that Johannesburg is falling further and further behind, whereas initially, or at least there was a time where one would mention Joburg not too far off the likes of cities like Paris, London, D.C., Perth, precisely because of the integrity, for instance, of the infrastructure and the services and the, sort of the quality of the basic or the, or the surety of the basic services. That's not happening, and the, there are political reasons for that. The net effect of that, of course, is that the citizen is not getting the benefit of being a resident of Johannesburg. And with COVID, there has been this migration to sort of your more rural spaces or your semi-urban spaces mm -hmm. precisely because of the work from home phenomenon that all really speaks to the fact that 
the reasons to be in Joburg, especially in this Advent post-COVID, should I say, are less and less. That has to be a concern. I mean, that, that, that has to be a concern given the fact that Joburg is still the financial capital of the country. And that development is moving elsewhere. Well, you, you touch on so many complex issues. And I think a lot of it has got to do, and we can't shy away from this, is a lot of it has got to do with the um, political heads that were running the, the system. And unfortunately, the priorities were totally different. You know, when you have a political party that is running a country for the sake of a party and not for the sake of a city, it becomes a bit of a challenge. If you look at the circus that often takes place within the council and talk local government, mm, mm. and you see the, right. the, 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 the toy-toying there, the, the grandstanding, um, all of those kinds of uh, immature ways of doing politics. Um, that is shortchanging the, the citizens of the city. But I like to look at this as, as a glass half full rather than half empty. Uh -huh. Because if you look at what is happening within the city of Johannesburg, if you think um, the Joburg Theatre celebrating 60 years of uh, its mm, existence. You're doing great there for sure. And that has been phenomenal. Um, we've just had a couple of shows there, and uh, right from the very beginning of the year, there's been show after show after show. Now that COVID's over, mm -hmm. people can come out and they're enjoying that atmosphere of mm. being out and about. Mm. Um, if you look at the Soweto Theatre, uh, celebrating 10 years of, of its existence, um, we just had a, a most beautiful production there last week, um, Her Story. Uh, which was celebrating women in the theatre. And if you look at the Rudapur Theatre, a very understated theatre, beautiful theatre, welcoming, and they are having such phenomenal uh, programmes running there, you know, with little children uh, reading, dancing, um, just expressing themselves on those theatre stages. I mean, three, four, five-year-old kids mm. enjoying that space. Um, so I think the whilst the challenges are there, whilst the cancer is there, we do have opportunities to take the city to some other, uh, uh, other level. I mean, if you take, for instance, in our sporting environment, the... But now we're getting warm. Yeah. <laughs> we're getting very warm now. Yes, and absolutely. you better mention what we talked about off air, please. I'm going to mention that. <laughs> I am certainly going to mention it to you. But if you look at the Jabulani uh, Safe Hub, if you look at uh, the Nike Shapa Center, uh, in Pumville. Uh, in Alex, they've got um, the Alex Safe Hub. Those are beautiful facilities that are there. Now, they, we didn't build them. We, when we, we only seven or eight months in, in government now. Uh -huh. We didn't build it. We found it there. That yes, means sir. that there were people that were willing to do work at some stage, you know. And they were along the line. There were others that were... Um, putting a spoke in the wheel, so to say, slowing things down so that their private agendas can find expression within the confines of the city. There are so many good things that are happening, but unfortunately we, we have to be, or that's the way we are uh, programmed as human beings, is we'd rather look at the negative than to look at the positive. And I'm saying, well, let's utilize the facilities that we have now we're having a challenge with um, infrastructure spend. Um, if you look at the Johannesburg Art Gallery, 
there's some major work that needs to be done there, but only we could only get one million rand out of the 77 billion rand budget to have that place uh, repaired and maintained. Um, if you look at um, some of the other swimming pools that are there, um, Thrysic swimming pool will be opened the 1st of September. There's a beautiful swimming pool going to be opened in Ivory Park. Now, these are beautiful facilities, but if you drive towards the Ivory Park swimming pool, there's just dust and rock and dirt and traffic and it's chaos. That doesn't really allow one to access the swimming pool that you tell us is beautiful. When one is at that swimming pool, is the individual going to be safe? Is the individual going to go there as an individual or with a family? Are the people, I mean, you're talking about Ivory Park, I think, frankly speaking, more people are disinclined to swim than they are inclined to swim. But if you want to increase that inclination, are there going to be lessons there to ensure that whoever wants to learn how to swim has got reasonable expectation that there will be programs that are there that are readily and easily ascertainable and accessible for them to learn how to swim, just using swimming as an example yeah. for the disposition of African people relative to swimming. But all of these things that you mentioned are indeed, I don't dispute their presence and their value to society, mm. but there are so many things that prevent me, for instance, for enjoying the nightlife in Johannesburg. Why? Because of crime. I cannot certainly go out with, for mo most parts than not, with a lady because of the increased vulnerability of being a woman in South Africa and how they are just targeted wrongly, of course. Yeah. Now, all of these things take away from these benefits that you propose do exist in the context of half full, half, half empty. Perhaps what you should also address, because we did mention this being a challenge, the regulatory framework. I mean, you, you mentioned the fact that sometimes council behaves like clowns. That's politics. Is the regulatory framework, because I mean, we, we, we can't every year hear the Auditor General telling us the municipalities are not healthy by and large. What are these stumbling blocks that get in the way? Talk about the municipal systems, structures, the MFMA. Do we need to relook the rules of engagement so that we can get things out quicker, faster, cheaper? You know, I want to just go back to the safety issue. And, and it will put into, co into context Very well. where you're going to. If you look at going out safely at night, um, safety is a, a South African police services competency. So mm. it's a national competency. Mm. Then we've got the local JMPD. Mm. That is about bylaw enforcement. Mm. So the two of them do not meet. Because but they complement, right? They complement each other, but they don't meet because we do not see them talking to each other. I, I've got an issue now where I'm trying to get hold of a particular colonel in Claremont. There's a, a challenge there, and I've been get, trying to get stats from a particular colonel, and this man just never answer his, answers his phone. This is SAPS now. That's SAPS. Now, we're we having that challenge now as, as local government engaging with SAPS, and we can't get it right. Now... Where does that leave the citizen? You want to go out with your, your date at night and you are too scared to go to particular parts of the city mm. because something is going to happen there. Who's, whose fault is that, you know? I think as a city, we have to be taking responsibility and say whatever happens within the city is ours. Mm. But we need to be checking up our communication with SAPs. And SAPs themselves need to have a rethink about the manner in which they are providing services to the citizens. At the S part of SAPS at the end. Absolutely. 
that is well, that is what what is missing here. I I once said that, um, and I was taken to task for it that people within government are waiting for payday and for pension day. You know, that's that's how they exist. They just have those offices as convenient places to wait until the payday comes and until pension day. I comes. think that's unfair. There are a lot of good people in government. Absolutely, Plenty. there are a lot of a lot of good people, but it is the ones that are bad that are really bedeviling the situation. Mm. Because if you look at your your Municipal Systems Act. Within that act is a code of conduct for ward councillors. Now, we mustn't forget the ward councillors are all part of this as well. Even though I'm, I'm MMC for Community Development, I'm a councillor, and I, I'm, I represent the 270 ward councillors that are out there that are supposed to be doing work. But the Municipal Structures Act says that we cannot interfere in, in the work of, um, let's say, for instance, pick it up. Mm, mm. I can't go as an MMC to pick it up and go and ask them why is it that they're not having a program to deal with illegal dumping because then I'll be seen to be interfering with the work. I cannot go to the administration. And yet not interfering falls squarely in affecting the output of community development. Absolutely, absolutely. You, you mentioned earlier on about our open spaces that are overgrown and that is where there's dumping, where people are starting to do businesses now and people are putting up their, their informal shelters and so forth. It attracts all the antisocial things. Absolutely. Now, those, um, whatever happens in that space is really defined by uh, the Municipal Structures Act. The Municipal Finance Management Act also stipulates how things should be done. You can't go, if you'd wanted a fence around a park, we cannot go and just purchase... Put up a fence, yeah. Yes, it has to go through processes, and we cannot interfere with the supply chain management because every department has got a panel, and all of those panels are set for three years, and it, it depended, and I say this guardedly, it okay. depended on who you knew within the system that will enable you to get the tender. So you'll, you'll often There's find... There's nothing to be guarded about that. I mean, that's just an open South African secret in relation to supply chain, for the most part. I want to keep my job, eh? So... Well, <laughs> I want to keep mine too, and I've got to say that if I want to keep my job, I think the reality is, I mean, the South African supply chain management system, public procurement, I mean, it's everything that Zonda was about yeah. for the last four years. It is, this environment is corrupted. It, it is absolutely corrupt, but... What I have done is in my last, um, we had our last uh, quarterly report, uh, the third quarter, and at that council meeting, I called for an institutional review, which means that we need to have a relook the way COCTA determines how we work. We need to relook the way Treasury um, gives us directors. We need to look relook the way Salga tells us how to work. Because all of those bits and pieces adds up to one massive piece of bureaucracy. So it's painted, it's, it's created a maze, and people have to find their way through that maze as a politician. And it's even worse for the man in the street who tries to do business with the city because it's become so cumbersome. cumbersome. Mm. But I think with um, one of the seven priorities of our current administration is a city that gets things right, you know, a well-run city. And I think if we're going to have a well-run city, then we need to take out the unnecessary policies and procedures, the policies that are ensuring that people within the system are going to be gatekeepers and that there will be, there will be perpetual blockages to the delivery of services to our people. 
and that should be taken out of the way. And I trust that with the um, with the city manager, the mayor currently in place, the current administration, the focus is on saying how do we make things easier. We've been talking about it. The national the national de- development plan. Um, I think it was written in 2010. Then already they were talking about having this institutional review. But and it's, it's the just NDP of 2030. Absolutely. And it's nothing has happened. And I'm saying, well, if, we, if we're going to be serious about providing services to the uh, citizens of Johannesburg, if we're going to be serious about making Johannesburg the jewel of the African continent, then we have to find ways and means of, of chopping down this bureaucracy. And I think there's a, there's a good feeling within the current multi-party government to do that. 2032, that's the time. Mr. Ronald Harris, MMC for Community Development in the city of Johannesburg, accounting for the work of his department and some of the challenges the department faces. I wouldn't say he because he will leave the department, will still there, will still be there and have challenges one way or the other. Perhaps you should also contribute, please, where you are at home, Johannesburg 714-2006. That's the number to dial. We're going to get into the more positive stuff, if you will, by just sort of celebrating the work of the department and still, despite it all, and probably because of it all, the the opportunities that are occasioned by the challenges. 2033 is the time we continue. Please call Johannesburg 714-2006. Uncle Ron, let's talk about... Johannesburg once was the center of South African theater, arts, um, recreation, performance, entertainment, really. To an extent, that has migrated, and I think with Cape Town building the Cape Town Film Studios, that's an indication that perhaps Joburg might have lost part of that ascendancy that it initially would have had. And also, I'm just minded just to reflect on the National Arts Festival being in Grahamstown, what does Grahamstown offer that Johannesburg doesn't? I mean, the major sponsor, at least it was when I last checked, Standard Bank is headquartered here. Mm-hmm. A lot of the artists will move from the country over to Johannesburg. And how do they get to Grahamstown? They are driving on, on a bus. They don't have a multimodal transport system to access Grahamstown. Why would Grahamstown still be the premier destination for an arts festival, whereas Joburg perhaps could easily be that? locally and internationally how do we get to a point where we position the city indeed where it should be because of the access of capital here Mm. that everything should by virtue of proximity to that capital be invested here how do we get Joburg there in other words sell me your vision for the city of Johannesburg in relation to community development in the realms of sports recreation and the arts in particular if you look at the arts, um, we're going to be hosting the Arts Alive Festival uh, later this year. I want to bring back the jazz on the lake. I think if you'll recall a, a few years ago, we had this fantastic the jazz. Lake. That's right. We want to bring that back. But I think what we do, want, to, want to do is to look at community theater, street theater, getting down to grassroots and empowering and creating an enabling environment for creators right down at at street level to showcase their talents and then we we create a sort of pipeline for them to come in to the particular streams. Our um, chairperson of the um, Johannesburg theatres is Zane Mears. Mm, mm, Now mm, mm, Zane Mears has has got a What was his character name again on Isidingo? (laughs) I don't know Isidingo but he was on on Sivendalan. Neville. 
Mm-hmm. Anyway, now this this Jack ma- van Onselen, I'd say. <laughs> yeah, look, he he's got a wealth of information. He does. In fact, all the board members of the theatre, and if, if you include the current CEO, the COO, there is a wealth of talent there. And we're looking at ways and means of incorporating the art galleries, the museums, all of our creative spaces, and taking them down to a community level, but then creating this environment where people can come up and uh, showcase their talents here. On the corner of Hout and Fox Street in Johannesburg, there's a, a music precinct that's being developed there. And I see that as an, as an area where uh, we'll be attracting people from all over the continent to come and showcase their talents because there's phenomenal world-class uh, studios there. Uh, so there's a lot of work that is being done behind the scenes. I have this vision that Johannesburg will position itself as the premier art center on the African continent. Remember, we've uh, signed a free, t- free trade agreement with all 55 countries on the continent. And we want to exploit that from an artistic point of view to bring people from Egypt, from Senegal, from Ethiopia, all over the continent to come here and showcase their talents. In fact, at the Soweto Theater, we had um, women from 17 African countries showcasing their talents there last year. Our challenge, and as you were talking about it, it just struck me, you know, that ours is a, is, is a, is a problem of marketing. Because Grahamstown have marketed that festival so well. And it's become an institution practically. And we should celebrate that. Absolutely. We shouldn't be competing with them at all. We should celebrate that. Uh, What what Cape Town is doing, we should celebrate it. But also at the same time, we need to say, well, what are we doing? What are the losses that come with that? Or what are we not doing that perhaps they have gotten right? So let's talk about marketing. I mean, I was on the website earlier today just to get sort of get a sense of what are some of the special projects that are taking place, the employment capacity of the department. I think the last time the website itself was updated was 2018. In, in information age, you know, yes. digital economy, a whole Johannesburg city being four years behind, that's just about unforgivable, yeah. isn't it? Well, I think you, you highlight another one of those issues. 2018, we're yes. in 2022, yeah. second half of. Yes. We, 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 we have within the system... Um, all little institutions that are doing their own thing and they have their own job descriptions. Everyone is protecting their turf. Now, I'm not trying to make an excuse for what is happening with the with the website. I certainly will go and have a look at that. But I think it's it's the challenge within the system where I have my turf, you have your turf, and never the twain shall meet. And I think this is the the major major challenge that we have. We we are certainly working on it, and um, you know the the author of uh, In Search of Excellence, uh, Tom Peters, he says he lived by a simple maxim, and that was that people talk to each other. Now, if you were a good citizen, you should have phoned to Comdev and said, hey, listen, your website is outdated. <laughs> Instead of telling the world over radio that it's outdated. But besides, let's in, in all seriousness, I think we, we, we need to be having a deep, intense look at what we are doing. And we are doing certain things very, very wrong within the city. I'll admit that. But I'll also say that there's a lot going for it. In fact, if I can encourage you, I don't know if you've ever been to the James Hall Museum. 
No. The James Hall Museum is a, a transport museum in Rosettenville. And there's some ph phenomenal people working. They're knowledgeable. They will tell you, if you go there, you will see two electric cars developed here in South Africa. The first one, 2010. The second one, 2012. And those electric cars fully functioning were probably the prototype uh, for what Elon Musk is doing now with his electric cars. Mm -hmm. So we were way ahead of the, of the game those years ago. I imagine that if we were to harness the, the collective skill, the collective wisdom, the collective spirit of our people of Johannesburg, we can take the city to another level. Should, absolutely. Quick one, you mentioned museums and I was actually just triggered. The apartheid museum, what's going on there? That is a private museum. It's not part of the city is of it? Johannesburg. Oh yes. Gosh. Yeah. That, that is that not a good time to make an investment? There? I mean, can you imagine a South Africa without an apartheid yes. museum? It it would just be an yeah. absolute abomination. But come to tell you this little gem. Uh, yesterday I was with the American Secretary of State, um, Anthony. Anthony. Bolton. That's that's right. At um, the Hector Peterson Memorial, if you wanted to see some stunning asset of within the city go and visit that place there the, the the whole atmosphere about it you know the people that are working there are phenomenal the place is looking beautiful it is really one of those world-class um, facilities that celebrates south africa and i think at, at the end of it all you will come out there saying you know what we have within johannesburg and gauteng and south africa a tremendous pool of youth that we have to help and we have to create the environment so that they can find expression in whatever they they wanting to do. Because gone are the days when we could walk from one job to another. Mm. Um, and and, and I, th I think gone are the days also where we, we are just job seekers rather than job creators. creators yeah. So we need to find ways of me and ways and means, whether it's be in film, whether it be in fashion, whether it be in making sneakers, anything. In fact, if you look at our sporting facilities, one of the, the things passionate that I love is looking at young talent that we can uh, nurture here within South Africa and then have them go out to go and uh, play in Brazil and play their trade in the UK and in Spain and in Turkey. That's the way I would I'd, touching on I'd a lot love of to nerves see. There. You're touching on a lot of nerves. If the world champs are anything to go by, the Department of Sports and SESCOC have a lot of work to do. Absolutely. What we're seeing or not seeing in the Commonwealth Games in relation to our return of the athletes we send there, we are not seeing the return. But you're right. And I think I, when I went to Hector Peterson um, Museum, I left the feeling sad. Sad because of the history of what it represents. Yes. But more than that, frankly, sad at almost a lot of that hitherto has been in vain given the youth question in this country and how it's simply not yielding the returns it is worthy and constitutionally obliged to return. Final comment, you mentioned sport. I'm a minute over time. The biggest event in your calendar is happening this weekend. Yes. At Ellis Absolutely. Park. It doesn't get bigger than that. It doesn't get bigger than that. And if you treated me kindly, I would have seen about getting two tickets for you. <laughs> I couldn't have been more kind, trust me. <laughs> but I'll take you up on the two tickets. Is that a promise? Well, let's put it there as a promise, okay? Wow. Publicly, I will promise you that. I but just scored two tickets to let, the All Blacks. Yes. Let me, let, wow. me, let me just say this. Let me just say this. You are going to see in the next rugby football season, you'll see Johannesburg in full flight. 
I would love with to. with um, Ellis Park Stadium, um, FNB, Orlando Stadium being fully utilized. National heritage sites, those for Absolutely. sport. It's how you build social cohesion. We don't have to talk more about how sport builds societies, nations, no less. Mr. Ronald Harris, MMC for Community Development in the city of Johannesburg. Sir, thank you so much for your indulgence and please have yourself a wonderful evening. Thank you so much for the indulgence. Thank you so much and thanks to your listeners as well. Thanks, Uncle. Be blessed. Bye-bye, everybody. After the break, we continue with our story on technology. Hashtag innovation. Soweto-based fintech startup takes on online shopping, wait for it, without even needing a bank card. The co-founders of Airbuy this evening are here in studio after this.